Hey, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. This is Glenn Rockney with Matt Fallon. The draft is over. The Raiders have a few new players. We're going to talk about them. Um, Matt, last time you were here, it was on my live stream and we were both sad. Um, you had a house party with the Jaguars fan, um, with yep. which is, yeah. we, you found one in the wild. We've seen one. That's pretty cool. He, and, and like he, he was pretty pissed about there. I had a, a Jaguars fan, a Packers fan. And they were both kind of pissed about their picks, like right after ours. Well, because Travis eats the draft. Sort of, yeah, yeah. I, the draft just sort of went off. The draft just sort of went off the deep end after pick sixteen or fifteen. Everybody mm. just started reaching. Yeah. Well, so you we didn't get your official sit down, think on it reaction to Alex Leatherwood, which I also didn't really get mine either. But um, I reacted to it live. Some people don't like my live reactions, but it's like fuck. I'm watching the pick live. I'm not going to script it. You know what I no. mean? Like I, it's I didn't. Safe to say. Yeah, so the uh, Alex Leatherwood, 17, uh, was that the third offensive lineman taken in the draft? Tackle three was basically taken. That's that's basically how it was looked at, even though I don't believe Alex Leatherwood was anybody's tackle three other than the Raiders. I still won't believe it. Um, how are you feeling? I think I had about five or like six, five, five or six. So I'm not – the my thing with him is offensive line, I think over the past like five years or sorry, the past like three years with Tom Cable, mm-hmm. I think he has earned our trust a little bit to where, you know, like he, with Miller, obviously he developed him and, but see people like to quote that like Tom Cable has, you know, and everybody gets lucky every once in a while. And he's had, you know, every year they've dumped millions and millions of dollars into that offensive line. Yeah. So he's had an all pro caliber center, you know, he's had an all pro caliber left guard. He's had an all pro caliber right guard, you know, like as far as like none of them, none of them were like number one in the league, but they were all above average players. So none of that besides Colton Miller and, but like Brandon Parker, you know, he didn't develop and cable hasn't shown a track record in Seattle of being able to develop players either. So this pick reminded me so much of Carpenter. Yeah. When Seattle took him and it was like, Everybody bashed that pick. It's a cable pick. And Gruden, that's one thing he does, man. He gives his he gives his assistant coaches a lot of say in what happens. He gives them and more say than Mike Mayock. Do, but <laughs> that, that's what I was saying on um, on Friday. You know, yeah. it's like he if there is a power struggle in the office and there is like it's I think it's like the scouts and Mike Mayock. They're like they get to draft night and he's like, okay, who do you want, Tom Cable? And Tom Cable goes, I want Alex Leatherwood. And the scouts are like, dude. I've been telling you for three months that I like Christian Darisol and mm. you're going to listen to your assistant coach. Like, you know, and I think there is some kind of, like, I, yeah. I don't think it is what's being reported. I don't think like Tony Pauline has any inside sources and he's, you know, got like, but I do think there is, I, I don't, I told you, I think six months ago that I don't expect Mayock to be there much longer. No, I don't either. I'm, I still stand by that. Like, yeah. I still think that I think Mayock's kind of probably going to get fed up with it eventually, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, Hey, I'm getting blamed for this, but like, this is your pick. Well, that's my theory, dude. Like I, I've been, I made a crackpot theory like the day of the draft. And I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure and I'm not sure Mike Mayock's doing this, but the, um, and I'm forgetting the guy's name too, but the Raiders have another guy in their scouting department who's from the NFL network as well. So they have yeah. Mike. May- uh, yeah. He's got a kind of a funky last name. I can't remember, but um, nonetheless, they have uh, those two guys. And I'm, I'm like, I have a feeling when it's not really a super consensus pick, 
shit gets leaked to NFL Network, right? Because it doesn't go to Tashawn Reed. It doesn't go to Vic Tafer. It doesn't go to those guys. It goes to the NFL Network. It goes to the guys like Albert Breer, who's not at the NFL Network now, but he was back then. And um, yeah, with the Mike Mayock also, um, and I'm pretty sure this was for the Leatherwood pick and maybe the five first round picks from the last two years. I don't know if you saw the day two press conference with Mayock where he was saying like, yeah, I like to play the board. I like to sit back and take what comes to me. And John's the guy that, and, sure that and, and, and him. I think it was, I, I, at the, at the end of the day, I feel like there was so obvious that they both were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go get him. I, Cause you saw them high-fiving after Merrig and well, all the that. The videos between the picks is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the Leatherwood pick, it's like just so like anti-climax. And then, and then, uh, they're all super excited for the second round pick. And then when they traded up for Zalepsi, it was like everybody was pumped. But then yeah. the third round picks, they're like, high five. Yeah. Very nice, whatever. You know, it's just kind of funny. You can kind of tell when it's a consensus pick and when it's not. Right. And 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 you can tell but Mayock is is like, yeah, he's saying I like to sit back and take what it is. And like I feel like maybe that gets because you saw that happen with, I don't want to jump too far, but like Tyree Gillespie, they didn't plan on taking him. They said it was just so egregious that he was still there on our board. He was our best player available, not necessarily a need, which where is that in round one? Take good football player. And where is that in round one? Use that strategy in round one. That's all I'm saying with Leatherwood. I I'm fine with it. He has to work on his true pass sets. That's the problem with Alex Leatherwood is that he's not a true pass setting tackle. And that's something he's going to have to learn and play right tackle. I still think eventually he gets, I think he's going to have a really rough Colton Miller rookie season, unfortunately. Like, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be as rough, though. Like, Miller's was like, I'm so shocked that Miller turned into a good football player because his was historically bad. Like, it was one of the worst rookie seasons. I don't expect it to be that bad for Leatherwood. And my reasoning is that Derek Carr and John Gruden, the ball comes out so quick. It's going to have to. But, but the problem is, the problem is, is, Look at the best rushers in the league, or the best rushers in the division, I should say. A lot of them rush off that right side. Frank, uh, Frank Clark rushes off the right. J- Joey Bosa rushes off the right. Uh, I believe Bradley Chubb will be rushing off the right. It's like, yeah, all right. Welcome to the league. You know, like, I know, I know. I just, but I, I think, well, I think one thing with it for me is the Raiders. They every time they do this, they reach on someone in the first round. They talk about this was the number one play on our board, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's what you should say. Like you have to say that. There's like you can't come out and go, well, he was like our eighth best player on the board, or else everybody just is going to think you're an idiot. However, mm-hmm. if your board is consistently different than 31 other teams, and people will go on Twitter and tell me, you don't, you haven't seen their board, you don't know the Patriots could have had Leatherwood as their number one tackle. Like, yeah, maybe, but probably not. Because traditionally speaking, the Raiders are picking guys about 10 to 15 ish spots too high. Mm-hmm. Like, Leatherwood's a reach, but it's not like a it's not like a reach where like this guy was a fifth rounder. Wasn't the Arnett pick. Wasn't no, the Arnett this, pick. I thought Leatherwood was probably going to go 27 to 40 range. Mm-hmm. I thought like at the worst, maybe like Jacksonville at 33, yeah. you know, like, and so it's not terrible. However, I the trade back thing. Like, I'm like, man, if you trade back to 24 and get Darisaw and pick up a second round pick or something mm-hmm. or a third round pick, it's just to me, it's like the value, you know, like the value chart and all that. The readers just don't seem to be able to grasp that. Yeah, and that's or, my problem. It's or even, yeah, or yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. A lot of fans, and I don't want to spend too much more time on Alex Leatherwood, but a lot of the fans, they'll go, hey, 
I always see these like lame tweets and they'll have like 8,000 likes on them and like four, you know, 400 retweets. It'll be like, hey, instead of bashing our pick, let's uh, let's support him. It's like I do support Alex Leatherwood. Fuck, I want him to be a great right tackle. I He didn't pick himself at 17. Well, you notice the Raiders half the time they don't even take guys who are even at the draft in the first round. I was talking about that too. Yeah, like, I yeah. Once the last Cle- time, Cleveland Pearl's like, "Holy shit, I have to!" Oh my god, I got drafted. He's like, I gotta, dude, "Tomorrow." I thought I had a couple hours putting the blunt out and stuff. Oh man, Jesus, you I remember on who camera? took uh, the first round? The year we got Lamar Houston in the second. Do you remember uh, who the first round? Who was the first um, round? Pick? The first round pick that year, uh, Lamar, the Lamar Houston year. So what was that? That was probably like 2010. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. But I think their first round pick was there at the draft, and then. They took Houston, he was, and he was one of the few people that had to sit in the green room like for the whole first round. Yeah. He thought he was throwing. And I'm like, oh, that's the first time I can ever remember the Raiders having two players that got to walk on stage. Usually it's like second-round pick Mike Mitchell, ESPN, searching for like videos yeah. on him. You know, that's what I mean. And like, you know, the last couple of years, I get it. They've limited the attendance at the draft. I'm not sure Alex Leatherwood gets invited to the draft. Um, like I, I, no I'm just, I'm not. And so, OK, Leatherwood. He's gonna. They say he's gonna start at right tackle. I do think it was kind of odd that Mike Mayock says if that doesn't work out, we can put him at guard, which in my opinion means on Mike Mayock's board, he was guard number one on that board, which is fine. Like yeah. I told, like you, like me and you were talking about. It, I'm like I, I would take Elijah Vera Tucker right now and put him at guard. Yeah, and he can I, play yeah. tackle. I think he would be a better right tackle than than uh, Leatherwood. However, Vera Tucker, like he's the number one guard, take him. Like people are like, oh, don't take a guard in the first round. I'd rather take the number one guard in the first round than take like the fifth tackle. And I also don't even like that the Jets traded up that much to get Elijah Vera Tucker. That's they when up, I they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot to get up to get a guard. That's when it gets really stupid. That's uh, you take a guard when they fall to you. The same way Mac Jones, right? Mac Jones got taken by New England. They didn't have to give anything for him. So then Mac Jones becomes a way less risky first round pick than if you know the Niners were to have traded to number and there three. There was some ball or like late round. Or- early second round picks because of all the people that reached in the first round. Absolutely. And the Raiders got one of them. Yeah. Trevon, Tr- Trevon Merrick. I was juiced. Dude. I did my reaction video. I'm like, dude, just be JOK or Merrick. But in my pit, I was like, Sean Wade, this could be Cornell Powell. This could be something so stupid that like my, I was trying to outsmart myself. And then, it, then he said Trevon Merrick and I had to sit and wait for a second. And I was like, okay, we're good. Like I just it was like a relief. And then I think on the, t- on the TV, it said like, cause he is, I didn't, you know, I did a draft profile on him. And I didn't realize that his last name was like Morig Woodard. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. Like he has a hyphenated last name. Mm. And so like on the, on the bottom of like, I was watching on ESPN, it said Woodard. Oh God. And me and my dad were like, me and my dad were like, who? Oh, you know, like, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Did they take this guy to Abilene Christian, the, the, uh, the second stringer left tackle out of there? Because we traded up. I remember when we traded up for Brandon Parker, we we traded up for the first pick in day uh, Mm -hmm. in the third round. And I'm like, oh, we're getting somebody sick, you know? And there was a lot of good players left. And then it's all Fred Warner, Fred Warner. I'm all like, we took another left tackle. Because he is a left tackle, but yeah. like it's kind of what I was expecting, and I think people like number one is like I don't like the again like the tweets that say like if you switch Alex Leatherwood and Moore, it's a good first two rounds. No, because like, yes. both both would be a reach at seventeen. They might no, but like, yes, that's a good first two rounds, <laughs> right? But like, how good of a first two rounds would it be to have you know Dar- two good players there? Darisaw, you know, Darisaw, Newsom and Moore. Yeah, Darisaw and Merrick. Yeah, just just like if it was great Newsom, Merrick, and. Um, Brady Christensen, like I'd be doing backflips. So yeah. it's like, 
I, I don't mind the value. I don't mind the, um, like the Mo rig pick did make me feel a lot better about the Leatherwood pick because yeah. um, Richie Grant went and I was like, oh man, he's going, Mo rig has to go here. Then I think Holland went. No, Holland, went, Holland first. went first. Holland which went I first. Think is a, I think that's a reach, but terrible pick. Just with the other safeties on the board. Cause I, for a long time, I had Holland going like 34, 33. Mm-hmm. And that's just based on, I thought Richie Grant was going in the first, and I thought Mo Rig would go to the Bucks or something, you know. Yeah. But yes. it worked out pretty good for him, I think. So. No, and they got a they they got a safety who can be versatile. He could probably play both roles in a pinch. He's going to be, I mean, a true free, I would think, in the system for for in theory. But you know, if there's a huge injury at box safety, and now again, I'm not talking about we're we're sitting here, we're reacting to this as the second round pick. I don't. I'm not speaking after all the other picks happened because we obviously know what happened with the later picks. But there, you have a safety you can move around, um, and then he's just good. I mean, he's got ball skills. Like you have a, you have a safety with ball skills, which the Raiders have not had a safety with ball skills since Charles Woodson was here last. I said it like on um, Friday, you know, I think he's instantly the best Raiders defensive back. And like, that's, yeah. you know, that's obviously like, you know, you're, I like Mullen. I think Mullen's a career corner too. Yeah. Um, I don't like Abram, you know that, um, yeah. but I'm saying like, I think Mo Rick, he instantly comes in and he's your number one defensive back on the team. So, I mean, that's a killer pick. It's a home run. Yeah. They, they filled their needs the first two rounds. They filled the right tackle spot. Is it going to work out? Who knows? Uh, But I do think that their safety position, even before the later picks that we'll get to was solved. Like you have Mo, now you have him, Abram and Carl Joseph before we get to the rest. Now I'm like, I like what the Rangers did day two and three, because now safety doesn't worry me at all and we'll get i mean we'll get to the next picks but yeah yeah that, that picks a home run to me and like you trade up they didn't give up the, the 79 or 80 right i thought they would for sure have to mm-hmm. and, and i probably wouldn't have cared if they did no you gotta get him pick, if they gave up pick 80 you know but they gave up i think they gave up 121 mm-hmm. and they got a sixth back or seven how about, back, how about mike so. mayox mike mayox saying that pick giving up pick 121 felt like he lost a child how does lee feel about that being a fourth round pick. We're not really, uh, I kind of called her dad a bitch on Thursday and I apologized. Uh, Well, I don't know. I'm just saying like, if it was like, I was like, yeah, you're, you, you can't even say, man, I like her because people will, people will like say something like I, my, my comment wasn't like, it was bad, but it wasn't like, I was reading her, like her, she posted, like, I woke up with grace this morning or whatever. And people were just like, like tell your dad he needs to you know die i'm like calm down <laughs> yeah. it's a football pick like well, yeah and no i just I like i'm like just it's like round, I, you know, fourth round pick losing a child man is the weirdest thing i've ever drastic dude like it's a little drastic you blew one on tanner muse last yeah. year like you didn't really like you blew that didn't feel like losing a child like, yeah seriously but and yeah and then this is where we're getting to the third round here the third round uh 79 and 80 the raiders go back to back um, weird when I was doing a reaction, it was weird because I wasn't expecting the second one to come immediately. So I was like, oh shit. And then, like, so at the time, and I'd like to apologize, I have to give a formal apology to Malcolm Koontz. Formal apology. Um, I didn't know who he was. I, no joke. I didn't know who he was. And people will be like, in my comments, how do you not know who Malcolm Koontz was? I'm like, shut up, Raider 27898. Dude, you, did, you didn't yeah, know who that Google. was. They're on Google. They're on Google. Yeah. Dude, yeah. it sounds like he sounds like he sounds like a a murder mystery novelist guy, like like for like who makes like movies about like you know spies or some shit like that. Like I I don't it doesn't it, it just it didn't the name scared me. And then I see it, he's a bendy edge rusher. 
real, real long arms can move. He didn't get to do his uh, athletic testing at his pro day. And obviously we didn't have a combine this year. Um, Mel Kuyper had him at like, I mean, and say what you will about Mel Kuyper and another, uh, that was what other people were saying to me. Hey, Mel Kuyper had him high. It's like, weren't you trashing Mel Kuyper last year when he trashed the rugs pick? So do you like well, him or no, not? Like the Leatherwood pick all day. They're like, well, what does Mel Kuyper know? You know? And then all of a sudden he's pro yeah. Raider and it's like, Mel Kuyper's smart now. Yeah. He, he became That's smart. Typical. Yeah. Yeah. That, but, and that's what I mean. I'm like, it's a mid, mid yeah. second, I think get a mid second. Yeah, no, hi, we like, like got a steal according to him. Like it was, it was, uh, and then PFF has them. I mean, look, say what you will about PFF. I still like their, uh, some of their, uh, draft stuff. They, they had him at like 160 and Dane Brugler, the athletic had him at 190. So really you can't call it a reach or not because he was, uh, there was no consensus opinion on Malcolm Coons. So I, and I like the tools. It looks like a crop. To me, hot seat Max Crosby, in my opinion. That's all I'm saying when I watch him, because it's the same type of guy. For me, it's like the 19th pick. I mean, sorry, not the 19th pick. I don't know. I'm just thinking back to last year. 79, <laughs> me, 79. It's like when you when you get to the third round, that's when you can take those like swing and misses. Yeah. Um, the Raiders haven't obviously done too well on them in the past couple of years, but um, you know, it's one of those things I think where you get the traits, and that's kind of what I'm excited about about the, the second and third day. Yeah, for the Raiders. Really, it's, every pick in the past. Yeah, yeah, in the past, you see him start. Okay, we're reaching. We're going to take a team captain. He doesn't have that good of traits, but you know what? He has good college film. Um, his he, he's got a low floor, right? I mean, I'm sorry, a high floor. But mm-hmm. see what they're doing now, and I like it. Is like, hey, we're taking the high ceiling guys. Swing for the fences. Like, yeah, and so I think he's got like potential, and he reminds me of like Melvin Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's who I had like as my comparison. Um, where it's like he can. He's got the speed rush down on the outside. He needs to get a little more powerful. Mm-hmm. But without college football, like being what it was normally, and without the combine, I'll tell you this. It's, this is the hardest draft to analyze because you're going base. These guys are going – like some of the guys, like Walker Little, played seven college games. Mm-hmm. If the Raiders took him at pick, you know, 17, I wouldn't have been that upset, but it's like he played seven college games. Yeah, you have he's no not idea starting. He's not starting. You have no idea what this guy's going to do. You know, and like that's the same thing like with Malcolm Koontz is like he didn't get to do his pro day. If he ran, you know, whatever, if his numbers were good, like, you know, he might have been bumped up on some boards, you know, yeah. and like it, he just didn't have a chance to do that. So I think like with that pick, I was a little more conf- I, I was a little more confused with the pick right after. Uh, no, I, and I, it yeah, wasn't- no. Yeah, I have no apologies. No apologies about how I reacted to that one. And and I, what I'm going to tell you is I like I like the player a lot. Like I had like a third fourth round grade on him um mm-hmm. but it just basically tells you hey we wasted a third round pick last year on tanner Muse. Yes. that's all like it's 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 the grade can be both it can be the value for the team and the player and i think as a player i think diablo can be really good i think he's got like he hits hard he to me <laughs> this pisses me off saying it but like I wish that we didn't have. I wish like he can just slide right into Jonathan Abrams' spot, and, and we just yeah. like go, okay, we messed up there. You know what I mean? But they're gonna try and play him at, at Will linebacker. I think is what I heard. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's not a safety, and that's where I'm nervous. To, so this is why the draft kind of didn't make sense to me for these next couple picks, and and it has nothing to do with the two players. Although I'm not, I'm not high on Diablo, right? I don't, I don't think, he, I don't think he's got the. Uh, I don't think he's he okay. He's a hard hitter. I don't know if he's a good tackler. That's one thing about him. I don't I don't know about that. Makes plays in coverage and he moves pretty fluidly. That's what I do like about him. But I just don't know if I see like 
And again, this is a third round pick. If he does, if he ends up just being like a okay rotational linebacker and a special teams guy, you live with it. It's not the worst thing in the world. But with the pick right after, you take Tyree Gillespie, like you said. So in my opinion, when they take Divine Diablo, I said, okay, maybe this if Abram gets hurt, this guy slides in. Well, then no, that's what Gillespie's gonna do. Well, yeah, they're so, moving so, him to they're moving him to Will. I didn't know that one. Yeah, so that's that's why I don't know if I like it that much. And you know, the thing with me is what, what this is this is totally you can tell me all the Raider Nation for lifers are gonna come for me on this one, I'm sure. But taking a player like that, I don't trust the Raiders. Yeah, that's yes. So, like you take a developmental player and he's switching positions. Okay, we talked about this before the draft. Take a fucking linebacker. If you want a will linebacker, take one. Mm-hmm. Right. If yeah. you want a safety, take a safety. If you want a nickel corner, take a nickel corner. Right. Yeah. The Raiders, they always want to switch positions with guys and they don't have a good track record of doing it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't trust them to do that. I don't trust it to be successful. And, so, and when, yeah, exactly. You need when good I, coaching. And like Bradley might be a better coach than Paul Gunther, whatever. We don't know. Like he, he's had every year in his career, he's had top 10 talent all across the board. Mm-hmm. And he's developed some of that talent. I'll give him credit on that. However, you're taking this guy and you're going to move him to Will linebacker. So what I know Murrow, we, we talked about it before the draft. I said all the linebackers are basically on one-year contracts. Right, right. I mean, Littleton got the, like the restructure. Mm-hmm. So like I, it wasn't out of the world to take a linebacker. No. But you don't take it. Like they didn't take any defensive tackles, which was a little surprising. That, and that's where I wanted to go with that. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah, I, no, I wanted a one-tech. A one-tech. Was Milton Williams on the board there? I think he was. No, he wasn't. He was. He, he went. went uh, he went 72, 72 or seventy four to the Eagles. There was a big run starting before the Raiders. So I'm thinking, okay, they take Coons. Fine. I'm thinking the next one. Let's get that one tech. That okay. I'd love to. I don't hate the player Jonathan Hankins, but I don't feel the need that we have to keep bringing him back on a one year deal. You should be able to get a three year contract guy that can fill that role in the NFL these days. I, I wanted Ronnie Perkins. I did too, but but after Kuntz, I, I would understand why they wouldn't take two edge guys. No, I, I thinking, know. I'm saying like yeah, at, yeah. in one of yeah. those spots, I wanted Me him, too. and that like that was pretty much like the only one where I was mm-hmm. like, this is like, this is exactly who I want right here. And actually, I did have Gillette's. I, I was I was looking at him there, yeah, the third. Yeah. So getting him later was cool. Well, I had a feeling they were high on because he was an SEC guy. The Raiders love the SEC. I had a feeling they were high on Aleem McNeil, who I am very high on. Uh, um, the the. Uh, what is he? The one tech out of uh, South Carolina, NC State, NC State. NC yeah. State. So yeah, I would not SEC. I uh, stand corrected, but I'm really high on him. Super athletic. I think he went before. I have a feeling. Just in my opinion, I have a feeling that was going to be the uh, the pick for them, and they didn't want to trade up again. I understand that, but I just that run right after 80, and since they traded away 121 to get Merrick again, I don't hate that. I just that's why maybe you trade down from the Leatherwood pick so you don't lose that fourth round pick or maybe you could gain even just a fourth round pick if you were always going to take Leatherwood. Then I felt like they could have got that note that uh, one technique that they really are going to need because we don't McNeil have defensive- went, um, one pick. So the the, the Lions, Lions. Had a pretty, they had a good draft. They, they, went, draft. Um, they got um, they got Levi and McNeil and Sewell. <laughs> yeah, but they got they got Levi and McNeil in round two, and uh, Melifonwu too, I, and I like him where yeah. they took him too. At and, the fourth. Uh, but they took uh, they took McNeil one pick before the Eagles. Did you see that video where Howie yeah. Roseman's going around pumping, and then the one dude's like pissed. He's like, well, we, I wanted he wanted yeah McNeil. jump up yeah. one pick, Howie. Come on, fuck yeah. He's well, like see, tackle defensive tackle was a weird one because just like safety, where none of them went in the first round. Mm-hmm. So they start the run happened in the second or third round. Mm-hmm. So um, 
like that's why the Raiders, you know, like when the safety started going off the board, they probably they we got to go up. Yeah. And then with defensive tackle, they might have, you know, they might have had a guy they were looking at, but I think that they feel pretty confident that they're going to get some value out of like Solomon Thomas. If they but keep like, saying that, man. I just, just like come on, man. Yeah. I just don't trust it. Don't drive. Don't let Solomon Thomas get in the way from drafting a good player. That's just exactly. we, no one should ever. Uh, there, you should never be like, oh, but we have this guy. But I mean, whether, whether and if you like, even if you like Solomon Thomas a lot, it's okay to have multiple good players. Like and but that's the only reason I like why Koontz. I like the Coons yeah. pick though. Like, yeah, I will Diablo say, just didn't do it for me. I just I had Coons as like a sleeper pick, like prior to the draft, and I. But I was thinking like fourth, but we didn't have that. You know, that makes sense to. I mean, that reach makes sense to me. Like if, mm-hmm. it, if you're considering it a reach, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You don't have another pick for 41 picks or 51 picks. Yeah. So like you, ha- you have to reach a little, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Unless you want to, tra- unless you want to trade back and you know, like some of those trade backs I was seeing, like it was weird, man. They were all over the board. Like the Texans gave up like two fourth round picks and a sixth to move up to get Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, you know, That's and then the lot. Raiders they didn't give up that much to even go get Morick. Yeah, so I think picks kinda, this year aren't as valuable. I think this year was just kind of weird. Like they were all over the board, though. Like, the, yeah, you know, but like I think everybody wants their picks next year because next year is going to be. I mean, in theory, you're going to have that full college football, full access draft mode. I think this year, I, my when the Raiders were sitting back in the seventh round, I'm in my head. I'm like, why do we have a seventh round pick? Go get, go into the fourth. Like, go into the fourth round, even though you have another fourth round pick. Get into the fourth. Trade your seventh and like one of the something else, I, or the sixth. Just trade that or or whatever it is, and get up, get up, and get somebody. Like, Sean Reed tweeted, like they don't need eight rookies on this team. They don't need eight rookies. No, I don't think they when they started trading picks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, you know, they don't have enough money to sign all of them. So it's or, like, yeah, it just it doesn't. It's like it, the less the better, you know. Like, yeah, get a guy who's going to see the field. Like, I mean, or at least has a chance. Has a, has a path to the field. They don't have to start but as a path to the yeah. field and that's Devon Diablo. Like, okay. He could end up being a solid world linebacker. That's the way the league's going. I think they're trying to create that perfect nickel package. Um, now I, people keep saying maybe they could move on from Kwiatkowski this year, slow down. They don't have, they have literally one like old school linebacker on the team now. And that's Kwiatkowski. And he's, and he's, he, he's good. He plays he's very good. well. He's like, good. Well, they I need don't him understand their... the logic of thinking to get rid of him right now, but no, that's how I've Raider fans that. are. Raider fans are all the time. They're not, they're used to only having one, maybe one guy at every position. So like they're kind of like, why would we have two? That sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want depth, and that's what the draft's for. You and I talked about that. Mm-hmm. So like when you're coming into this draft, you you get two starters. You get Leatherwood and Trayvon. So you think like, okay, cool. Like you have two starters there. That's most teams. That's their draft. Yeah. Like they don't get four, five, six starters. And like Raider fans are like, well, this was a killer dra- that year that we got Abram and Farrell and all. That was a killer draft because we got seven starters. No, your team sucks. You had seven openings on your starting you positions. After going into the draft, <laughs> they yeah. had to start. There was no choice. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want that. So taking a guy like Koontz, right? Mm. He's not starting this year. No. But he might be that guy that if he develops the way they want him to develop, when Yannick is done, you know, his contract's up. Yeah. Maybe they don't overpay him to come back and they slide Koontz in there and he's developed and he's turned into what you hope he could be. Well, and they and they like him like like I, when you you heard him like they they like every player they draft. But like Koontz and uh, Merrick were the two most I saw them get excited, like the, uh, Mike Mayock and, and Gruden. Like they talked about Koontz like like they to me, he has a he's going to have to like fuck shit up to not get on the field this year. And what I'm talking about, I don't mean like starting. I just mean some third downs I expect to see him out there, I think. Yeah, I mean, now you got a solid rotation there. You got Yannick, uh, Farrell, speed. you got Crosby. speed. Yeah. Like, but what I was saying was like in my draft recap, I wrote earlier today, 
you take a guy there, okay? You're upgrading that position where yeah. you had Arden Key getting snaps. Absolutely. So like that's your third round. That's fine. You're getting mm-hmm. you're getting guys like Arden Key off the field, and you're getting a guy that actually might come in and give you productive snaps. Then like with Diablo, you know, there's no good example because they didn't have they didn't have a player like that on the team last year. But you know, he might spell Nicholas Morrow for. They're saying yeah. he's going to play Little, Littleton's role, but like I don't think I think I don't I know Bradley doesn't blitz a lot. But Diablo seems like a perfect guy to blitz off that edge. Yeah, he will. Um, he so he is. That's that's where BD Williams and I do trust BD Williams. He said that's what their line of thinking was with these guys. Yeah. He wasn't necessarily saying the players were the right players. He's just saying you're going to need. There's three very important positions in Gus Bradley's defense. You have your box strong safety. You're going to need to be at least two deep starter, two deep. Um, yeah, because if he gets at, hurt. Yeah, exactly. The free safety isn't as important, he said, in the in that system because they're kind of just more rover type uh, situation just in the scheme. So that box safety has a lot more responsibilities. That's why they took Derwin James so early when he was there. And um, you have Divine Diablo's weak side or the will. You know, he was um, that's where he's putting him at. And, and you know, Gillespie's with Abram. And then um, um, Yannick is the Leo. Right. And and uh Koontz is behind him. So that's right. that's where he has him slotted. I know that might not be the case, but I that makes a little more sense because instead of chasing starters, make sure you have because we all see what the Raiders look like when they have like three guys missing from the game. It's like a completely different team. And well, yeah. Uh, and then again, it's going to be a COVID. It's like another line of thinking is mm. you don't want seven starters to come in no. and play for your team because it's another COVID offseason. Like you're not going to get a full offseason. So having guys that can like sit on the bench for a little bit get a couple snaps here and there and develop as a player. Like instead of throwing them to the fire, like there's no reason like some of these guys should have been starting last year or the year before. Not at all. And, and then now they're bad players to everybody because they didn't develop correctly, you know? And yeah, they were like other teams, good teams like the Packers, they draft guys, they put them. I, I hate the, the way the Packers draft, but like they draft players and they don't play them right away. And then they plug them in when they can mm-hmm. And that's 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 how winning football teams do it. Yeah. I mean, the Packers in Seattle, they they keep winning, and they but their drafts are so weird. It helps to have a good quarterback. That's exactly, exactly margin for error is a little bit. Uh, Dude, their their drafts every year just like are just perplexing. Like the the yeah. Seahawks didn't pick until day two, but they come their pick finally comes up, and they take like a like a receiver that weighs 149 pounds. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And like and, he's a good actually like the player, mm-hmm. but I'm like, no, no, and that was the Rams. That was the Rams. That was confusing. Tutu Atwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, what? I liked yeah, the yeah. receiver the Seahawks took, but it was still confusing. The guy, yeah. uh, the small school guy. I can't remember who. Oh, um, no, I know you're talking about, but I can't remember. Demarcus something. I, I oh, think. Dwayne Eskridge. Is Dwayne Eskridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's actually, that was actually a guy I liked. Um, but yeah. like, I'm like, Tutu Atwell, dude, for the Rams. That's such a weird pick for them. Like, mm-hmm. they, they're three deep at wide receiver, like, start like really good players and, and they have Deshaun like, Jackson on a one year which is essentially yeah, like, what this guy is we're yeah. two two at wall going at 149 <laughs> yeah I know it didn't make any sense but um so the next couple picks we have Gillespie, um Tyree Gillespie he's uh I actually like the player a lot I thought they got him at a really good value I, I actually think he I remember seeing him in a lot of uh draft boards a little a lot higher than where he went so I understand the Raiders going we got to take this guy it just makes the Diablo pick weird that's all when I'm they saying. went up to get yeah. him. When they went up to get him, I thought it was going to be uh, Davion Nixon. That was a slide that happened because he and, has some issues, um, like yeah. mental health. And I, like I thought, a mental like for sure, thing. that's yeah. who they were trading up to get. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting there with Dustin, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, 
looks like the Raiders just traded up. I told them, you know, and I'm like, it's not, um, I'm like, who are they getting, you know, corner, you know, mm-hmm. defensive tackle. And so then safety comes up. I'm like, what? And then, uh, I know, I, I know who, like, I know the player. Well, I watched a lot of tape on him when I was doing my draft rankings mm-hmm. and he's a good player. And I had him slotted like round three, like he was like safety, like seven or eight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good. I mean, I was, it's a good value. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a bad pick. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I did not have Diablo rated. No, I, I didn't I, have him. Yeah. Rated. That one. I didn't have him rated as a safety or linebacker. Um, but you know, I so saw that I could be honest, like that, like I knew a lot about Michael Koontz. I knew a lot about Nicholas, but I had no Except idea for his name, Malcolm. Koontz. I had to look up the app. <laughs> but, uh, Malcolm Koontz. Yeah, Michael? You said I know a lot about Michael Koontz, which is a, a funny. I've been calling uh, him Michael all weekend. I have no yeah. idea why. I think ESPN did. I think okay. they said Michael Koontz. You, you yeah, know, okay. it's been now it's been in my mind all weekend. That's funny. I know um, I want to call Tyree Andre Gillespie. I don't know why. They're just they're, they're, I keep yeah. calling him Tyrese, Tyrese yeah, Gillespie. Tyree. But, like, but he's a you know, he's a good player, and that's all you can ask for in the fifth round. Yeah, it was or, yeah, four, yeah, it was the bottom of the fourth. They traded back the fourth. into fourth, but that's all you can ask for. Yeah, is a good player. And like so say you bring Diablo and and one of them makes the team and one of them becomes good. You're yeah. still in better shape than you were before the season. You have a one, if, you hit on, if you hit on so, one of those two picks, the, it's fine. Nate I do Hobbs, love the following pick, and nobody had him. Like a lot of people didn't have him even rated. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even take him on the pro football simulator. Yeah, I don't think. Like, because I, I looked like, like I, I did a, I did a draft profile on him, and when I did like the Raider mock drafts, I was going to take him in like the seventh. Every mm-hmm. every draft, once I traded back and got some sevens, mm-hmm. and he wasn't available on the simulator. Now, I saw something where he was he had like the 20, 24th best athletic score since like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, is the RAS, you know? The, yeah, and that's that what, and that's where you reach. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just take it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And so, so I with- think Jalebski can play the slot too, though. For the record, That's what they say, yeah, I, I gotta they they throw around the versatility word a bit too much. Like you, you sometimes you they'll say, oh, and he can do this, and then you'll hear the film guy go, actually, I have him charted for eight snaps ever in slot coverage. You're like, all right, but I mean, you know, yeah, he sort of yeah. played all over the field for them, but like uh-huh. it wasn't like like I wouldn't do that. I'm tired of moving players. <laughs> like, no, exactly. Plays, you know. Well, and then um, so just lightly that just to close out the draft, just so we can get some thoughts in and, and call it a day. The the last pick was, uh, was it Morrissey? Was that his last name? He, um, yeah. yeah, the, uh, the center, which, you know, whatever, like I, people you're, you're are taking like players that you want to sign. You're, you're taking a player tagged, that you don't want to lose. Somebody tagged me and they were like, Glenn, what do you think of the, this pick? I'm like, dude, what do you want me to say? Like, it's a fucking seventh round center. Like, <laughs> like yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, and, he, I, and he can't play guard. <laughs> No, and just whatever. It's maybe that's just the guy you keep on the practice squad emergency situation. Maybe they turn him into like a long snapper or something. You never know. Just could be anything. Like, I, it's fine. I, nonetheless, one thing I took from this draft, and I see it from a lot of people where like a take where they're like, man, Gus Bradley really hates the secondary. I'm like, no, I don't think so. They didn't draft a, a corner on in the top 100 picks. So I don't think he does hate the secondary. And with the slot, right? Who's going to be competing for slot corner this year in real realistic? Amik Robertson and Hobbs now. That's what I'm saying. So you didn't hate Amik Robertson enough to say, 
I need to bring in a top slot guy. We need to get, you could still go on the free agent market. I think pool is still out there. Could happen. I'm, you know, I'm not saying. I wish, yeah. That's one of the guys I like. Right. I would too. But I will say, I don't think Gus Bradley hates a secondary. I think he wants, he understands that Jonathan Abram's a walking collarbone injury. And he understands that maybe Jonathan Abram is, if I can't fix this, I need to have some developmental guys that I can fix it with. So I get that. Um, I think they just want to be faster. And this defensive scheme is a lot, easier right Paul Gunther wanted you to know like the opposing person that you're going up against he wanted to know your social security number their first uh, all the security questions when they log into their account then go stop the run then go rush the passer these defensive linemen they're rushing the passer for Gus Bradley and that's also why I kind of like Rod I'm working my way up to trusting Rod Marinelli again because I don't think Rod Marinelli and Paul Gunther was a match made in heaven because you'd have a strictly pass rushing defensive line coach who just likes to let it rip. And you saw it the last couple of weeks of the season, they kind of played a little different, more energetic. And then you had Paul Gunther who wants, again, wants you to do the Pythagorean theorem before the fucking play happens. And then, you know, I, I just, I think it's, I think they added a lot more speed. They chased athleticism. Like you said, with Nate Hobbs, Nate Hobbs, is a fifth round pick, but he's in the top percentile at his position and athleticism. That's who you reach on. They did it with Isaiah Johnson a couple of years ago, freak athlete. He might be a starting corner this year. Like I'm just saying, so. yeah, and I think they like with with like Hobbs, he was like second behind like J.C. Horn. Yeah, like a, lot, a lot of the athletic categories. So it's like in the fifth round, you take that risk, and like then you know, of course, Dubo comes out with a stat that it was like this was a horrible pick, dude. It's the fifth round. The the Niners took a guard in the second that like I probably wouldn't. Have Don't taken disrespect until. Aaron Banks. I like Aaron Banks, but yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I wouldn't take him in second. That was no, I wouldn't crazy. have either. I wouldn't have either. There was, I, I mean, mean they, yeah, exactly. But the Niners, like, like somebody else said, and I get it. The Niners have earned that right to like be trusted. Well, and they like what? to run. They like to run the ball, and he is a run blocker. Like he yeah. is like he. I mean, to be honest, the only reason I'm not hating on it that much is that might be what Alex Leatherwood is, and we took it at 17. That's the only it, one thing about it too is like, um, what two things do you think? Like you can tell if Gruden, you can tell what Gruden dislikes very easily. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he doesn't hide his cards very well. He was clearly very upset with the run game last year because <laughs> yeah. you cut all those guys that had terrible run blocking grades, cut all of them, mm-hmm. goes and gets himself Richie Incognito back, who's like one of the best run blocking guards in football, goes and gets himself Leatherwood, who is a run blocking mammoth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Miller is not great in the run game no but, but he's, he's quick he they wanted quick. they wanted to win they wanted to take that outside zone scheme and i it was a direct quote from mike Mayock. he said we wanted to get jacobs to the second level untouched more rather than having him create yards behind the line of scrimmage like he had been they wanted to have athletic guys because denzel good is not fast i wouldn't be surprised if denzel good is not starting at guard i'm telling you no, but like simpson's not either no, I, I, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, then we could be, um, uh, could be like Nick Martin could be coming. I'm just saying there could be some, some stuff here. I, Denzel good is like one of the, I, I like Denzel good. I actually think he's, Hey, well, you said he couldn't play guard. You said he couldn't play guard. So that was your scouting report. I know I went and, I went and looked and found some pit tape last night and like, he never took a snap at guard. Like, Usually you'll get guys like the versatility word. He, oh, he took 12 snaps there when he was a freshman. You yeah. Know, but he didn't take any. He's a center. So. Yeah, exactly. And and so I don't know. I, I think um I think what they were trying to do is put some heat under Abram in the draft, put some heat on him. You know what I mean? They want to get faster, which I'm always I'm always okay with. And they want they want to get back to running the ball. They clearly want to be a running first offense. 
And um, they've put resources in at wide receiver. I want to know if you've noticed this one thing that I've noticed. I was talking about this with Marcus Johnson. I said, have you ever noticed that most of the Raiders first round picks under John Gruden have the same like personality besides Jonathan Abram? Jonathan Abram is kind of an outlier. But you have Colton Miller, kind of an all shucks, quiet guy. Um, Alex Leatherwood is the same guy. Like you listen to him talking. He's just like, mm, yeah, I just really, really excited to get to work. You know, just one of those guys. You don't see a lot of eccentric personalities minus Abram taken in the first round. But then as the draft goes on, as the draft goes on in like the third, fourth round, you start seeing the dudes like, yeah, I'm gonna come in. I'm the underdog. I'm a beast. Uh, all these type of guys. Like, I, I feel like it's a, a John Gruden falls in love with the yes, sir, guys in the interviews. I think. You love the phone Hold on, I can't hear you. Hold on, Ed. He, uh, I like he. He likes the phone calls. Like the, you want to be a Raider? Like, yeah. Da, 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 you know. Yeah. But did, did you see the Panthers one where the, the coach calls the guy? Matt Rule calls the guy, and he's like, "Hey, uh, blah blah blah, how's it going?" And he's all, uh, if, "Are you ready to come over or whatever?" And then the guy's all, "Yeah, we're still trying to sort through things right now." Like he thought he was calling him as an undrafted free agent, but mm-hmm. they took him in the seventh. Yeah. He's like, how'd you and get he, this number? Yeah. The, the, guy's, the guy's like, we're still sort, we're still going to sort through some offers. Like yeah. the guy's like, no, I drafted you, bro. Like, yeah, there's no offer. Yeah. Back you, to need back. To, yeah like, you, you need to show up. Yeah. And then uh, I was just thinking there's definitely been some Raider picks in the past where the guy was probably not expecting to get called at all. And Gruden's do, you, do you remember when, uh, when, when I think it was Mayock, like the first year, I think it was with, who was that? Was it Jillian Ware that, that tackle that they took um, in like the seventh round? And he did it intentionally to like stump the NFL network to not have tape. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, it's just, I don't know. Stop trying to own your fucking TV guys, man. Like, Dude, and the, like the seventh round picks, like, it's like, you're trying to get a guy that you don't want to compete with other teams for on UDFA. Yeah. And actually like, well, I'll touch on that for a second too. I think the Raiders got two players undrafted that like are better than, like anybody that got drafted in the second Darius round. Stills and yeah, the tight end from BYU. Yeah, Bushman. Yeah. Like like they did good in the UDFA pool this year. And they always have a couple of them that make the team every year. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see both of those guys make the team. Well, what's his he better? He, I mean, I know this isn't like huge in the NFL money, but then they guarantee um Bushman uh 125k. Or yeah, 125k. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying that's guaranteed to make the team, but Nobody else got that out of the UDFA hall, so I don't know. It just a couple teams did it, but like as far as ours go, yeah, that was it. Like, um, uh, yeah, so Rand- somebody gave um, the other defensive tackle I wanted. They gave him a pretty hefty deal. Um, Marvin Wilson, he went undrafted. That's crazy. Yeah, and like that was a guy I remember people talking about him being like a top five pick, first round year. pick. Mm-hmm. You know, Demontre Moore and, uh, style. That was how Demontre Moore was back in the day. He was like the number one overall, and then he got like a sixth round pick. <laughs> Yeah, I think like, you know, these guys that had a bad year, they didn't have a chance to redeem themselves. Yeah. So like you get these guys like they just didn't have a chance to like college football. It's different, man. Like this year, you're going to see a lot of first round busts. You're going to see a lot of second round busts. And like you might see more players drafted in the sixth or seventh round that fifth, sixth, seventh round that are like, you know, NFL starters for a long time just because you didn't get guys like a lot of times. How many times do you see it where a guy comes on? and has like just one great year and he gets, you know, his draft stock goes up, you know, mm-hmm. and you just didn't get that. Like yeah. these off these opt outs and stuff. And you know, we didn't take one opt out player. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, I have a theory too. And if Raider fans feel like I'm being really low about Leatherwood, I'm still low on the pick. Now I will say it should be fair to expect 
at least instant success in the run game with him because he does have 47 starts in four years at Alabama, didn't opt out. And then you do have a guy like Rashawn Slater. Oh, look, he looks fantastic. I mean, you see like Rashawn Slater, he still looks great. Like it's not like he, you know, put on like 30 pounds or anything. Like he looks good, but hasn't played football in a year. You know, like actually played football at a position, a very high contact position. This isn't wide receiver. Might have a struggle in the early. That's know, what I'm it? saying. Instant success out of Leatherwood. And I, when I say success, he might, he's still a work in proge- uh, progress in the past game. But I think that in the run game, he should be ready to go right away. He should immediately, they should be able to run to his side. And I guess that's what you want out of your right tackle. John, I think that's one thing John Gruden didn't like about Trent Brown. I don't think is that maybe the run game, he couldn't just run off his side all the time, you know, and even when he was out there. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, and I like Slater, um, like is moving. Like, that's the thing too, is like Leatherwood is switching positions as well. Like he played left tackle at Bama. Um, but I think Darisaw, I, I don't know if there is Darisaw playing left tackle in uh, Minnesota. I don't know if he is. I don't, I don't think he is. Did, did, uh, didn't they draft a kid? Uh, didn't they draft a kid a couple of years ago? That's there? what I'm saying. I thought they, I thought they had oh. a starter there already. I'm not sure. I, no, I, I, I don't think know. He'll, no. I, I don't know either. I know like the chargers just need both. They need both like left yeah. and right. Yeah. Um, but you know, man, it's it's just gonna be tough. Like you're gonna get, like, of course, you're gonna get the fans that like automatically want to like assume. Like, I, I, my favorite was when Leatherwood, when Mayock had had his interview, and everybody's all, all of a sudden, well, doesn't that make you feel better that he was their number one player on the board? No, not at fucking all. Because no. Farrell was their number one player on their board. You know, uh, I I know I don't trust their board. Yeah. So like, I'm sorry, they haven't proven themselves. They haven't proven that their board is good. Mm-hmm. I so. But I do think that, like, you know, what, like we were talking about, I think you got a lot more upside players. Mm-hmm. And instead of having guys like Farrell, where the floor is kind of yeah. high, but the ceiling's really low. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, I, I could say the same thing about, like, Arnett. Is, oh, he was, like, he was supposed to be, corner. like, pro, he was the slowest corner in the draft. Pro ready. Yeah, but he was supposed to be, like, pro ready. His floor, he's not. Are you pro ready was, for 4-3 speed? You never are if you're 4-5. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, like, his floor was supposed to be pretty low, you know, and, like, but the ceiling was low. And like, yeah. uh, I'm just c- kind of tired of those picks. So like yeah. the fact that they were able to go get some athlete athletes and yeah. you know, Diablo might not have a role on the team right away, but he's yeah. an athlete. And usually the athletes find a role, uh, yeah. whether like you said, special teams, like he might come out and be an elite gunner, you know, mm-hmm. and like, you need those guys. Um, would I spend a third round pick on him? Probably no, was, not. But, yeah. You know, if they took Diablo in the fourth, they kept that fourth round pick. Nobody would care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so it's just yeah. Take me through. So like, what what I when I look at this like this draft, I don't love it. I'm about I I'm about half half on it. Where I'm like half half good picks, love it, you know. But the other half, you could talk me into it because again, people don't talk about it a lot. Alex Leatherwood is a freak athlete. He's very athletic. He's not. This isn't like they took a slow tackle. Same concept with Colton Miller. Now again, we might have to put up with that kind of rookie year. You don't think so? I think so a little bit. But with the other. Um, picks you look at Farrell right when they took Farrell I, I knew a lot about him he's a very very popular player Clemson guy like he everyone had seen him play and I look and I go well let me look at his measurables I look at his measurables and I go what the fuck but some of these other guys like Leatherwood yeah Arnett slow everyone's like oh the the time remember this remember the, the excuse the stopwatch for Arnett 
But they're like, Arnett's not slow, dude. That guy sucked with the stopwatch. It's like, no, he, no, he doesn't. That's the biggest cope I've ever heard in my life. But the, and the short arms too for Arnett. So it's like, you're already like Cleveland Farrell is a good pass rusher. Here's my, here's my take. He knows how to rush the passer. He's not fast or athletic enough to do it. That's the thing with like Cleveland Furl. Like he has spin moves. He can use his hands. He's a technician, but there is just that roadblock you run into when you can't bend and you're not fast. You know, these other guys, Malcolm Koontz can bend. He's fast. He's got long arms. So you can maybe see that like, okay, we might not, this guy might be off our team in two years, but he also could be like the guy we pay in four years, you know, to be our like edge rush King, just like, well, you take the guy, you take the guy that, okay. He's not a technician. He's not fundamentally sound. No. Okay. Like Farrell. Okay. And you take the guy that's not and has the, all the natural abilities in the world. And you hope that your NFL coaching staff that you're paying millions of dollars to mm-hmm. can develop that player. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. Like you need the player that's going to work. You need the player that's going to learn. You need a player that's yeah. open to listening to veterans. Like if he goes and, and listens to Yannick, sits behind Yannick for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like everything he tells you, you listen to him. And he seemed like I, I heard an interview with him. He yeah, seems like a real guy smart guy going smart to guy. do that. You take a guy like that and you have the upside. And if he turns into half the player, Yannick is it's a good third yeah. round pick. And that's Gillespie to me, too. Gillespie to me is like they took a guy who can run. I mean, you see him. He, they, they have clips of him covering Kyle Pitts. I would again, that's not something I, I would put on him in the NFL. I probably wouldn't do that. But you know that that's there. And all I want to be able to do in a couple of years is look back on some picks with let's say they didn't work out. Say this draft sucks. I want to be able to look at the pick and go, what the hell were they thinking? Right. I see these numbers and go, okay, these guys are athletes. At least they chased athleticism and traits and upside with these guys, you know, which they did. So as much as I trash the Leatherwood pick, as much as I trash the Diablo pick again, I've apologized for the Malcolm Coombs reaction. That was just a live reaction. I'm fine with it now. Um, the other two, not so much Merrick, stud best draft pick of this organization in my opinion value when you look at value and the player they got i think it's the best pick of the organization um with mayock and gruden at home yeah so the the, uh yeah that's 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 about it um if you have uh any last thoughts on the draft oh take your finger off take your (laughs) my bad dude um my, my bad uh like like we were saying you know i think it's like you take players with the high upside like you're saying and it's good um i think like i have a better time giving them like a b minus where you're like okay this could turn into an a plus or like you know a c where it turns into an a plus you know like yeah i I, that's what i'm gonna say is i'm gonna say the grade today is a b minus c yeah but the potential is b to a range you know and that's fine it's better than having a draft that's like hey it's a c and like the potential is an f or you know, B minus or B minus tops. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah so, sweet. Well, what I'll say is like it's like it it reminded me of like a Seattle Seahawks draft, like where they take players that might not be a consensus high on the board, yeah. but they're high on their board and they're athletic and they have a chance to become really good football players. Yeah. So if like, you get Michael Koontz and like those guys, I gotta give I would just say don't expect everything to just be great right off the bat with any of these players. Minus, I hope. Trayvon Morig can come and be a starter day one that is an elite player. However, like Leatherwood and, you know, Koontz and Diablo, and you have to give them a year. Like a couple of those guys are switching positions, mm-hmm. you know, so I wouldn't expect like four or five day one starters, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. 
No, not at all. It's it's good to have depth. Um, one last thing. I didn't want to speak on it too much because I just don't see I don't see the Green Bay trading Aaron Rodgers at all. I just I just don't see it. They don't have don't to. Either. They don't have to. They don't. He only he's given them like a couple options, which it's pretty cool that like Rodgers uh, reportedly thinks this is, you know, a good spot for him. Um, I'd have it's to like be Vegas thinking. and Denver. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, like, that's cool. The people keep asking me like, what would I do? What would I give up? Look after the draft? I say, go for it. I, I mean, I would have done it before the draft too. If you wanted to, you, anytime you can get a lead at a position, go get a lead at a position, especially quarterback. When you could jump from the 12th best quarterback in the league to top three, undebatable top three, sometimes number one, uh, you know, you, you do that. So whatever it would take, I, I would do it personally. Anything that doesn't I'd involve whatever they want. No, I wouldn't give up Darren Waller. That's the one thing. The only reason no, I would I say Waller. Yeah. The only yeah. Whatever they wanted beside Waller. Yeah. Well, because I, I want Rogers throwing to Waller. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I want Rogers and Waller. That's like the reason I want Aaron Rodgers is because they have a guy like Darren Waller. So yeah, picks wise, if it was the next three first round picks, yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it. Because I try to chase that Peyton Manning Denver, you know last few years of an elite quarterback career one super bowl run like you're better than the last 25 years so yeah no i agree go go for it you gotta go like you said go get elite players and i think that's like what the raiders lack and like this new state if rogers ends up available and they're gonna trade him Mm -hmm. we talked about it with brady and i think brady i think the raiders were highly considering tom brady last year Mm -hmm. but i think that mark davis would have a lot to say about it I, Mm -hmm. i really do like this brand new stadium, like he wants to sell tickets. Like he would have a lot to say about Aaron Rodgers coming. Yeah. And I, I think he's going to need a full year um, of a full stadium, honestly, because I don't even think he has the money to pay Aaron Rodgers. He has a way higher contract than Carr. And he deserves we it. We can do not... a whole podcast on Mark Davis' finances, and it's probably yeah. not good. No, so. no, it's not going to be good. So but he that's... bought a WNBA team, dude. That's sick. Uh, can we bought a WNBA team, right? Don't you know his finances are fine? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I know. Was that was a good one? I lo- I love that one. It's like, no, like that's dude, a- if you and I put together like all our assets and like we borrowed some money from family, I think I could probably buy a WNBA team. Yeah, definitely. Like they're not that expensive. Like there's homes in Sacramento that cost more than that. I, I believe that. Sac- I believe it's, that. It's Sacramento. Yeah, I believe that. So but, he, bought, uh, he bought a big house in Sacramento, basically. <laughs> we don't we all dream of such? But uh, yeah, the uh, that's it for us. I think that's good. That's a good wrap up on the draft. Um, definitely, you know, maybe we can do a Mark Davis one because it'll get it'll get slow real fast here. So I, I think maybe uh, like next next month sometime when yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, we'll do. We'll, yeah, that's what I mean. We'll wait for the because they're not even doing full rookie mini camps. Like it's gonna be real bad, like real slow. Like we're, we're talking about be, like jer- alternate jersey options. Yeah, because I don't want to be the guy that's like, did you see that Henry Ruggs um ate, uh, ate out four times this week on Instagram? Like, what is, is that a red flag? Like, I hate that type of shit. I'm not. Well, they doing were at the that. park and uh, they were at the park and yeah. Zay Jones looks good. Yeah, Zay Jones was putting Vaseline all over Carr's arms uh, in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, this is Matt Fallon. You guys know where to find him uh, at Fattest Mallon on Twitter. Um, And I'm at Glenn Rock. This is Rock Vegas. Uh, Best of luck to all the Raiders draft picks. Hopefully, we can get one on. Let's work on getting one on. How about that? Yeah, we'll go for Nate Hobbs. Nate Nate Hobbs. He's electric. I watched this day. I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. So, all right, man. All right, buddy. See you.